Genital cats, genital cats, genital cats, genital cats, genital cats, genital cats. How long has he been waiting for that? I, I... That's that's it. That's it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's quite what they were saying. What well, what the hell are they saying then? If they're not saying genital cats. <laughs> Jellical. What does that mean? You don't want to know? I think it's uh, another word for genital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting up there in years. Jellical probably is a better word to describe my genitals. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, welcome to Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am your Jellical host, JC. <laughs> And with me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan. Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Wan. Joining us today, at this point, safe to say, Screen Fix All-Star, mm-hmm. David Rosen of Piecing It Together, outstanding podcast. Why don't you say hi to everybody out there in Screen Fix land? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Why am I uh, talking about cats again? Oh no, you secretly love it Well, we'll get into that a little bit later actually But uh, Oh my god, it's hitting close to home Alright, so yes, we will be fixing the film adaptation of the hit Andrew Lloyd Webber musical That swept the Tonys when it came out A sensation, but should it have been a movie? We'll talk about it This week we are fixing Cats. Trailer. Cats, genital cats, genital cat. Are you sure it's not genital? I mean, I'm like 80% sure. Okay, so Cats <laughs> is directed by Tom Hooper, who won an Academy Award for Best Director for directing The King's Speech, that classic. You don't stumble <laughs> when you swear. No, back off. Anybody remember The King's Speech? My parents love that movie. <laughs> there you go. It's definitely a parents movie, right? Yeah. Um, about the stuttering uh, king. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think the movie should have been called The King's Speech. Bugger to you, you beastly bastard. Aww. Okay. Aww. So he, uh, but, you know, in the realm of musicals, he directed uh, Les Mis. He directed Les Miserables, which also garnered all kinds of awards, uh, including a Best Picture nomination, Best Actress win for Anne Hathaway. But uh, in that case, he took the stage play and put songs in a very hyper-realistic setting. You know, everybody was very dirty and crying. Dream 
Buddy, and they were singing live. They they had earpieces in their ears, and they sang. So he went for hyper realism with singing, and it kind of worked. I mean, if you go back and watch that movie, you can see this movie in its sinister shadows, <laughs> the back alleys, so to speak. That's why Boy. we bring you on here, David. You think outside the cat box. <laughs> Thanks for, as always for having me. <laughs> So this movie, let's just go ahead and talk about the impressive cat list. And then we'll go into a little bit about the history of cats uh, itself. I do not I do not have the cat list. The cat list. You can't I, say no. <laughs> the cast of this one includes, I'll just read off some of these, this cavalcade of stars, mm. which since they didn't want them on set for months and months and months, they came up with the clever conceit of having McCavity just get rid of the A-listers one by one <laughs> as they sing their song. <laughs> that was actually really clever on the part of uh, the producers of this movie. Okay, here we Good go. Fix. It was. <laughs> We've got Dame Judi Dench. That's right, a dame is in this. Dame Judi Dench as Old Deuteronomy. We've got a sir. A sir is in this. Sir Ian McKellen as Gus Asparagus, the theater cat. James Corden as Buster Jones. Jason Derulo as Rum Tum. Rub, rum tum tugger sounds dirty. It was almost a rub skin situation. It was almost a rub skin. Yes. <laughs> Idris Elba as McCavity the mystery cat. Jennifer Hudson, Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson, as Grizabella the glamour cat. Taylor Swift, Tay Tay, as Bombalarina. <laughs> Rebel Wilson as Jenny Annie Dots, and then we've got Francesca Hayward a. Ballerina as Victoria the White Cat. Lori Davidson as Mr. Mistopheles. Robbie Fairchild as Monkestrap. That's that weird guy who's in charge. That's that weird forgettable cat that just was freaking me out the whole time. I don't like him. Ray Winstone as Growl Tiger. Yeah. And then uh, some not as famous people. Well, uh, lay twins are Plato and Socrates. The two dancing twins that either have the best or the worst agent. Have we decided? I'm going to go with best because they could just be on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Bad movies, but it's better than TikTok. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So this movie has all kinds of crazy production stories surrounding it, including that there was a butthole cut of this movie. (laughs) Apparently, uh, the first edit of this with the uh, CG, apparently the cats had tiny buttholes. (laughs) They technically still do, but uh, you just can't see them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> smell cool cats so um they have these tiny they have these tiny buttholes and uh um, there are cries to release the butthole cut <clears throat> but um how many signatures do you have on your petition <laughs> i want these cat buttholes yeah you do. cats spend half their day napping or licking their butthole it's it, it needs it needs to be in the movie so you want like real cat representation oh yeah big time <laughs> That's how I spend half my day. Also, this movie was apparently uh, being edited right up until the moment that it premiered. Apparently, Tom Hooper was still editing this movie hours before it premiered. So if this film feels rushed, a bit half-baked, it was. And then edited after it premiered and after Uh it was released in thousands of movie theaters. Yeah. Yes, uh, they had to make a couple changes, including getting rid of James Duty Dench's real human hand, which somehow made it into the final version. Even the new songs in this one. Apparently, Taylor Swift was working on that new song that I'm sure that she was, you know, trying to get some of that Lady Gaga Oscar love for, hoping mm. that it was at least going to get nominated, right? Mm. It was not. <laughs> and she was writing it apparently the day that Victoria was going to be singing this song. They apparently, she came in with it, played it for Victoria, and then Victoria almost immediately had to go, well, I mean relatively immediately for a film, had to turn around and sing this song. So if she seems kind of uncertain in her, you know, highlight song, don't don't blame her. She's she literally learned the song hours before. But anyway, they needed a new song. They got Taylor Swift uh who has a pretty weird quote in an interview. So like if you can't get TS Eliot, like get TS. I'm here for you. <laughs> but all those strange things aside, like adapting Cats was never going to be easy. 
So you can see why they had a lot of problems that, that they had. I mean, Cats is still the fourth longest running Broadway show and the sixth longest running West End show. It started the whole mega musical movement in theater, but it came from books that Andrew Lloyd Webber's mom used to read to him as a child. This book, uh, poems from the book, uh, from T.S. Eliot's collection of poetry, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, <laughs> which T.S. Eliot wrote for his godchildren in the 1930s. And a lot of these songs are verbatim taken from Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats with very minor changes. Any songs that are in the musical cats that aren't from Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats are still from other T.S. Eliot poems. The song Memory was actually uh, taken from a, an unpublished poem by T.S. Eliot called Pollicle Dogs and Jellicle Cats. And that's actually where you get Jellicle Cats from. Pollicle Dogs actually stands for, it's kind of a mashing together of poor little dogs and Jellicle Cats are Dear little cat. Shit's weird. It just it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, does delical cats not really roll off the tongue as well as jellical cats? I don't know. But like, why isn't it jolly little cats or jolly old cats? Like, what? why couldn't he have... Well, why? I have so, so many questions, and all of them are why. <laughs> very, very true. <sighs> so T.S. Eliot's widow uh, got a lot of offers to make cats into an animated film. Uh, do you guys think this would have been better as an animated film? 100%. Yeah, definitely. Did you see the stage play? Either of you, Lady Wan, did you see the stage play of Cats? No, I never did. I was just haunted by the commercials for the show on Broadway as a child. Yeah, they, you know what? <laughs> I remember weird Cats, like public safety videos. What? Yeah, they made these like Cats PSAs. I think I remember that. Why do they smoke? Why don't they care? Humans are smart, but cats are smarter. Listen to cats, you men and women. Take care of your lungs. They're only human. I just remember them being everywhere back then. That's all. The cats were telling you to not drink and drive, but they're so horrifying, they make me want to drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a little kid? Even as a kid. I was like, <laughs> Grandma, give me your cough syrup. <laughs> I need this nightmare to end. Cats, did you, have you seen the, the, the theatrical performance of Cats, David Rosen? I have not. No. Like I said, I remember those commercials, though, but uh, ne never the actual thing. Did any of you see the 1998 film adaption it's a very well done high production value version of the stage performance with some special effects added in including uh magical mr mistopheles shooting uh return of the jedi force lightning out of his fingers yeah i've seen that <laughs> have you seen that one uh david rosen i might have i don't really remember all right so you are fairly in the dark about the stage play yeah, uh, I, everything I've learned about it, I've learned since this movie has come into my life. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you know that it's kind of all over the place and mm -hmm. very horny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those things. <laughs> all right. So I also watched the 1998 version, and I was taken aback by how it feels very dated, like the set design yeah. feels very 80s. Um, the songs feel dated as well. But you know what? The experience is very weird. The cats are basically wearing skin-tight leotards mm -hmm. that leave very little to the imagination. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of thrusting and rubbing and... They're like crawling on the ground, crawling on each other. Crawling on each other, touching. They're like rubbing each other's faces. It's, it's yeah. It's it's. There's a lot of touching and thrusting and, and rubbing, <laughs> which made me uncomfortable a little bit. But damn it, if I didn't have those freaking songs stuck in my goddamn head for days. <laughs> yeah. Days. So it does have songs that will absolutely just claw their way into your brain, <laughs> scratch at your brain like a like some cat litter and just deposit itself <laughs> right there and bury it up. And it's just stuck there in your brain and you can't find the scooper. <laughs> so this movie, <laughs> did you see this movie in the theater, David Rosen? I sure did. 
Ooh. Oh my goodness. Okay, I did not see it in a theater. I had to rent this one. I want to know what the theater experience was like, David. Please tell us. Please. I'm going to save some of my thoughts because some of them actually uh, fit into one of my fixes for later. Ooh, uh, okay. But the uh, the theater experience, I was dying laughing. I mean, there there's a... <laughs> A thin line between, you know, a movie that you sit through and, you know, laugh at when it's, you know, that ridiculous and that, you know, I was I was just having a ball with it. There was no one else really in the theater that seemed to really oh. be getting that out of it. Um, but there, I think there might have only been six people there, though. Oh, boy. Did it seem like any of them were like a, a Cats fan? They were all old. So I, I assume when I when I see old people, I assume that they're probably Cats fans. <laughs> is, that, is that fair? I think so. You know, they probably went to see it when they were like 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they had like, you know, like disposable income to spend mm-hmm. on, a, on a play, you know, and now they're old. And they're reliving that. Yeah. Morty took me home after Cats. And oh my <laughs> God, he was a regular rum tum tugger. <laughs> that show is the magic of catnip for people. Oh, Morty didn't even have to take his blue pill. Is Morty a uh, recurring character on the show? <laughs> Morty. <No. laughs> All right, so theater-going experience, not very many people there, uh, which doesn't surprise me. Lady Wan, why don't you give us the Fresh Hot Stats? So with... A $95 million budget, Cats mm. made $27 million in its U.S. theatrical run, plus Ooh. another $46 million overseas for a total box office gross of $73 million. That's oh bad math. Gosh, when you count every, the marketing and everything else. And, yeah. Oh, that's, goodness. 95 mil is just a production budget, and I don't even know if that covers the production they were still doing after it was out in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about the uh, tomatoes, though? Like, mm. do people see them? Are there Cats fans out there? Well, this movie is super rotten. 20% from critics, with the consensus being, despite its formidable cast, this Cats adaptation is a clawful mistake that will leave most viewers begging to be put out of their musery. honestly that consensus is like kind of more satisfying than the movie that's a weird final pun (laughs) (laughs) the uh audience score is still only 53 percent, so it's still not looking good it is a definite flop critics are not liking it it seems like a lot of people are not liking it before we just start fixing though i'm gonna go over uh, a quick i'm gonna attempt to do a quick plot summary here and for that i'm gonna go to moviepooper.com movie pooper that's where we get the quick and dirty summary i feel like a plot summary of this should be super easy because there's no plot yeah it's just a track listing they're yeah, really good they, they wipe away the excess this is what it says on movie pooper this film has human actors playing cats, mice, and cockroaches. This movie opens with a woman throwing a bag with a cat inside into a dumpster. The cat, Victoria, is rescued by a bunch of cats named Jellicles. The Jellicle cats worship the moon. Every so often, a Jellicle cat is selected by the ancient, multi-time reborn cat named Old Deuteronomy to be given a new life. The Jellicles, led by a cat named Munkustrap, invite Victoria to attend the ceremony that night. The Jellicles introduce Victoria to the various contenders for the honor of being reborn. They include Jenny Annie Dots, a board house cat who trains mice and cockroaches, Rum Tum Tugger, an oversex street cat, Buster <laughs> Jones, a gluttonous cat who relishes digging through Parisian dumpsters, Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry, cats that revel in breaking into homes and causing mischief, Skimble Shanks, a tap-dancing cat that lives on the railroad tracks, and Asparagus, an old cat that used to perform on the Paris stages, but who's fallen on hard times. As they meet these cats, Victoria grows close with a magical cat magician named Mr. Mistopheles, who performs card tricks and illusions. They are also pursued by a demonic cat named McCavity, who will do anything to be selected as the cat who gets a new life. McCavity manages to capture all of the contenders. The captured cats are held hostage on a boat by McCavity's henchman, Growl Tiger. The cats prepare for the selection ceremony when Old Deuteronomy arrives. Victoria's act of kindness and empathy impress Old Deuteronomy. Victoria is the only 
only cat that is kind to the exiled Grizabella, who was shunned after she abandoned the Jellicles to join McCavity. During a conversation, Victoria learns that Grizabella rues her mistake and is sustained only by her memories of a better life. Memories all alone in the moonlight. Victoria, meanwhile, confides in Grizabella that all she hoped for was to belong somewhere in life. As the ceremony begins, McCavity busts in and demands to be selected. Old Deuteronomy says that a cat is chosen based on the purity of their soul, and therefore he can never be chosen for rebirth as he has an evil soul. With the help of another henchwoman named Bombalarina, McCavity drugs the Jellicles and abducts Old Deuteronomy to his boat. It appears the Jellicles have lost everything, but Victoria leads the Jellicles in encouraging Mr. Mistopheles to tap into real magical powers to rescue Old Deuteronomy. Meanwhile, the cats captured by McCavity break free and subdue all of his helpers as McCavity himself flees. The time to choose a cat to be reborn arrives, and Victoria escorts Grizabella to the ceremony, where she tells him of her sadness, regrets, and dreams, and sings that song again. Touched, the Jellicles once again accept Grizabella, and she is selected for a new life. As she begins rising into the sky in a balloon, McCavity jumps onto a rope attached to the balloon and tries to ascend with his former protege. He's unable to maintain his grip and falls to a high rooftop, where it appears he has been stripped of his magical powers. As the Jellicles gather outside to watch Grizabella ascend, Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles embrace. Old Deuteronomy breaks the fourth wall and monologues to the movie viewers about things they should know about cats, including that cats are not dogs. Mm -hmm. That was the main takeaway. The end. Okay, so before we just start fixing a movie, <laughs> a lot of people work on a movie, even a movie yeah. like Cats. People pour themselves into this. People work hours on this stuff. They don't know the movie's going to be bad. They're, mm -mm. they're giving their all to it, right? So let's give them their due. Guest David Rosen, what is something you liked about Cats? So I'm not particularly a Tom Hooper fan per se, but I will give it to him that this movie is a great example of a vision seen through to the end. <laughs> <laughs> he he sure had is. an idea of what a cat's musical brought to the big screen would look like and he made yep. that movie. I, I have to assume that this is the movie that he imagined it could be. Yeah, this is a vision. And I it's not a lot of uh not a lot of filmmakers have, you know, kind of the balls to really see through a vision like this, especially one this uh this crazy. You have to give him credit for just jumping in the deep end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With his clothes on and his wallet <laughs> and his watch. <laughs> Lady Juan, what is one thing you liked about Cats? I liked the performance that Victoria gave in her essentially like first movie role. Great performance by her. Good yeah. job, dance lady. Fran Francesca Hayward did a great job of like that like wide-eyed wonder of being dropped into this world weird yeah. world. What did you like about Cats? I actually liked the idea of bringing these A-list people onto this movie and letting them dress like a cat and sing. I, th I think if, if this movie had just been a little bit better, that we would be talking about how fun it is to have each of these, you know, cats be a different, like, A-list person. All right, forget that stoop, those niceties for this dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> this cat box. What do you say we fix this movie? What do you guys say? Please. Let's try. <laughs> It was like a dying cat. Like that's that's move. cat in heat. Here we go! <laughs> Guest from Piecing It Together, one of my favorite podcasts. What about you, Lady Juan? Love it. Why don't you give us your first fix? Well, thank you so much, you two. Uh, I, <laughs> I will jump into this fix right here. Uh, yeah. So, so th this is what I was kind of uh, going to talk about there when talking about the theatrical experience. There's this thing with this movie. This movie, like we talked about, is all songs. It's just song after song yeah. after song. Th there's really not much else going on. And the fix is to take more liberties with the music. And the reason why I'm saying that is because obviously we do get, uh, you know, the the one new, the Taylor Swift song. I think there might have mm -hmm. been a, a second new song along the way, too. Yeah. So so it's there that they're they're willing to take some uh, some liberties and try some new things with the music. But the problem is the dynamics in music are a very good thing. But when you're sitting in a movie theater and in the dark and everything is just really, really. 
and and it's like it just gets super creepy and a, a lot yeah. of people have like commented on the creepiness of this movie mm-hmm. and i think that's part of what really makes it that way it's not just these weird cgi creations of the way they've made these people into cats it's also the fact that things are so quiet all the time and they should have just made it into these much bigger more bombastic songs and stuff and they could mm-hmm. have really uh played with the music a little bit and made it more cinematic in a way that would mm-hmm. translate more to a uh, a movie theater experience i could only imagine you guys watching this at home it would almost be uh, hard not to fall asleep during some of those numbers. I actually had trouble sleeping after. <laughs> yeah, that's fair <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's after. But yeah. I didn't want to fall asleep. I was too scared. I 100% agree with you. They needed the music of David Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, uh, I'd love to see what I could do with, uh, with this kind of thing. It would probably get creepier, though, because I do specialize in darker stuff. If you need something scored... You make sure that you hit up David Rosen. His <laughs> scores are excellent. He scored a film recently. What was the name of that film? It's called Beater, and the uh, the soundtrack is out now as a uh, as a soundtrack album. Yes, I love that I'm getting all these plugs in this episode. Soundtrack <laughs> by David Rosen. We don't mess around here Mm-mm. on Screen Fix. We'd never dream of it. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're. I feel. I feel as if you're part of the Screen Fix family. You are a Screen Fix all star, David. Well, I, I'm. I'm. Always so glad to be here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we will plug the shit out of everything you do. Yes. You understand me? Yes. <laughs> Lady Wan, mm-hmm. do you have a fix for Cats, the movie? No, this movie was flawless. Of course I do. All right. Lay it on us. So my first fix has to do with Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, the horny cat. Yeah. So he's like a ridiculously horny cat. I would like to read to you some of the comments on the YouTube video from the 1998 cat's performance of the Rum Tum Tugger song. And just these are some of my favorites. There's thousands of comments. I think there's almost 6,000 comments, but but these are just some of my favorites. Seven-year-old me watching this musical on VHS thought Rum Tum Tugger was the hottest man alive. I love how confident he is and how he moves his hips. Rum Tum Tugger radiates such strong bisexual energy. I love it. (laughs) I've watched this every day for like two months. And finally, this gives me the same feeling that I get when I watch Sweet Transvestite from Rocky Horror Picture Show, but this feels wrong because he's a cat. Yes, definitely. So those are just some of the horny comments on the... YouTube video from the 1998 performance. And now in our 2019 Cats movie, we have Jason Derulo playing Brum Tum Tugger. Jason Derulo, who is out here constantly shirtless on TikTok, getting his Instagrams taken down for being too explicit. He has so much Rum Tum Tugger energy in him and none of it is in this movie. Do, do his TikToks... I follow him. So... He's up frequently on my For You page. What are these TikToks that you're talking about? The, the things he can do with his body, I don't think everybody can do that. He's he's really gifted. I'm curious, it, are, are these dances? Or what, what is he doing with yeah, his body? What is he doing? It's, it's a lot of dancing. Every once in a while, he does make like weird dessert breakfast concoctions. He does that too. He likes to mix it up. It's a lot of dancing. And sometimes he's... You know, not wearing a lot of clothes and... Wait, is he the one that had the Instagram and he's wearing black underwear and you can see his giant... Yeah. uh, For lack of a better word, wiener? Yeah. Yeah, for for lack of a better word. (laughs) Yeah. Instagram took it down. I heard about that. Instagram said, this is is just too much. And um, yeah, it wasn't too much. It was great. We needed more of that in this. Like... More of that? Um, yeah, I feel like the um, CGI people like definitely smoothed him out. <laughs> smoothed him out. That's they can, my. They kenned him. Yeah, he's smoothish. And I don't know. I don't I don't think that was right. I don't think that's true to, you know, what Cats is all about. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they neutered Rum Tum Tugger and it's wrong. They didn't neuter him. They castrated him. <laughs> 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 I feel like he needed at least 
nothing nothing too too long like at least a minute a minute and a half of him doing his own song his own ridiculous dancing because he can do a lot more than what we saw in the movie and um he could just like sing out rum tum tugger's name the way he sings out his own name as a wink to his musical persona he's always singing his name literally every single one of his songs start with him singing his name I bet that song would be quite bombastic, quite like my <laughs> my previous fix. So they could go hand in hand right there. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. why do we even bother putting right. Jason Derulo in this movie if you're not going to let him just do it all? And thrust his tugger. Yeah. <laughs> I love the name Rum Tum Tugger, by the way. <laughs> it's, there's something so weird about it. Like It's, it's makes, so it makes me feel dumb. Like skeezy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel skeezy. Rum tum tugger. Ugh. I didn't know you were capable of feeling skeezy. <laughs> JC. Yes. Do you have a fix for cats? Unfortunately, it kind of changes the whole movie. Because I thought that because this movie has no narrative structure, the art doesn't match the medium here at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're watching a movie. You're looking for some kind of narrative structure, and there's tried and true narrative structure for for films, act one, act two, act three, and that would have helped this movie here. Both in the play and in the movie, it's very strange how you get a couple of cat intro songs, then old Deuteronomy is there, and he's going to make some choices, then you get a couple more cat songs where it seems like if all these cats are competing to be the one that gets, that is the Jellicle choice that gets taken to the heavy side layer, shouldn't all the songs happen at the Jellicle Ball. So I've, I've always thought that was a weird thing. I think that's strange about the play, and I mm-hmm. think it's strange about, about the movie. So this is what I'm going to do, is I'm going to take all those cat intros, and I'm going to uh-huh. move them all to the Jellicle Ball. So at the okay. Jellicle Ball, Old Deuteronomy is going to announce that the Jellicle Ball has started, and we're just going to get all of those songs. There's like eight of them. We're going to get them all. But what we're going to get is a show-stopping extravaganza it's gonna be more like a super medley nod to the play all the cat intro songs all in a row at the Jellicle Ball because they're all competing to be the Jellicle choice Mm -hmm. so what are we doing with the with the rest of the movie the rest of the movies where we're adding the narrative so So basically, we're going to pick a couple main characters and give them some kind of character flaw that they need to overcome. So Victoria was dumped, so she feels abandoned. Rumtum Tugger is overcompensating because he's actually very lonely. Mr. Mistopheles lacks confidence due to a trick that went poorly. Grizabella fell in with the wrong crowd, obviously. And McCavity was once an apprentice of old Deuteronomy who was rejected because he was too dark he was too evil of a cat so essentially mccavity wants to be the new deuteronomy and that's why he's kidnapping Mm -hmm. the other cats including old deuteronomy but he kidnaps all of our cats when he gets to the to the last cats that's our five main cats they realize what's going on and they work together to find the kidnapped cats and return old deuteronomy and complete the jellical choice and in the end those five cats are our finalists to go to the heavy side place but at this point They've overcome their issues uh, in saving the other cats. They don't really want to go. They've found strength and they've found purpose. So it's kind of bittersweet to them. Like, if they go, fine. But they've, they've found themselves. But redemption for them comes in the form of Isabella, who's ultimately chosen. So that is my fix for the narrative and my fix for how to fit in all those freaking songs and to make <laughs> this movie make a little bit more sense. That's my first fix for cats. I think that makes a lot of sense. That, you know, puts all of the, the classics right in that one big moment and mm-hmm. then frees up the rest of the movie for doing something interesting and, <laughs> uh, and new, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. I didn't even understand that everyone was competing when I watched the musical. It wasn't until I watched the mm. movie version that I was like, oh, that they added a line where they're like, oh, well, now tonight's the competition to see who will go. And I was like, oh, all of those weird songs <laughs> I watched in the musical yeah. were like, part of American Idol for cats or something like I didn't I just thought they were like hey there's a new cat and I got to tell you all about myself like I thought this was for Victoria's benefit when I watched the musical so it made so much more sense to me watching the movie and then your fix like takes it to the next level and actually makes it a story to you know follow through and enjoy I like it thank you 
by the way, just for the record, if there was an American Idol for Cats, I would watch it. <laughs> Pretty fun. <laughs> Here we go! <laughs> David Rosen from Piecing It Together, one of the best podcasts in the United States, maybe the world. Oh, Ooh. guys. You guys. <laughs> do you, You're too sweet. Do you have a second fix for Cats? Well, uh, now that you mention it, my second fix is for uh, Tom Hooper to have leaned in to the weirdness oh. of this movie. Um, I will go on record right now as saying uh, I kind of liked this movie Whoa. because it's so just insane. It's completely insane, but it could have been more insane i think that he could have you know i don't know it could have gone into more different kinds of animals showing up there could have been like dream sequences psychedelic (gasps) yes they should have had the poggle dogs in it oh this is good i gotta say that's why i really like your your last fix there because it really opens up the narrative for you know filling in all kinds of weird action that we could have you know new characters and all kinds of stuff that could have really just gone like i said earlier the the thing i like most about this movie is that this is a vision and mm. i have to imagine if he thought of this shit like <laughs> he must have thought of some other really weird stuff yeah. you know and so uh yeah i think just leaning in and just really continuing to push and go for it as far as they possibly could have would have made this an even better movie and maybe one that so i'm sitting here telling you that i actually kind of liked it because of how ridiculous it is but i think it could have connected in a in a true so bad it's good midnight yeah. movie kind of way with a lot of people if it had really gone off the deep mm-hmm. end. It would have been the ultimate like, hey man, you want to get really fucking fucked up and watch Cats, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the voice, but that, <laughs> that's that's all, the sentiment that's remains. All casual drug users sound like, right? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I think so. That's, uh, I actually have a question for you. Do you think it's got some really bizarre choices now, like Rebel Wilson unzipping her outer f- skin oh, to reveal insane. inner skin? It's got cockroach people. Like, mm-hmm. Do you think the way it is now that it's possibly a midnight movie? Yes, uh, 100%. I, I think it's going to depend on where things go with movie theaters and whatnot and people Don't still going. Because this is a movie that... I I think it needs a crowd is what I was going to say. I I think it needs a big crowd of people just laughing and and having a good time with it because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's too weird to watch by yourself, really. In the in the future at a midnight showing, there's going to be like five people dressed up like rum tum tugger. Right. (laughs) And it's going to be. Hopefully Skin more tight than that. Yeah. Having seen this movie now and knowing what you know, would you go to a. uh like a, a midnight fan screening of this? Yes. But truly, I have so much leopard print that I I need to wear it somewhere. <laughs> you're, you're, you're living oh, yeah. cats on the regular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to go to a midnight showing and maybe to appeal to someone of, of the opposite sex who's forcing you to do, or, you know, you know same sex, but whatever, <laughs> to appeal to somebody who, say like someone's like, baby, baby, let's go to this cats thing, but I want you to dress up. Which cat would you dress up like, David? I, I I'm completely. This is for love, for David. It's for love. <laughs> uh, can you can you give me some of the uh, some of the names again? I right now the only one that's rolling off the top of my head is Rum Tum Tugger. I can't even remember McCavity. McCavity is, is the one? evil one. McCavity. Yeah. Yeah. Hold oh, on. Oh yeah, I, I'd go for the yeah, evil. There's, one. Uh, yeah, there's. Let's do that. Actually, no. Which one is which one is Asparagus Ian McKellen? Gus. That would be, that would be you'd be the elderly, frail, okay. elderly stage cat. Gus, the oh, theater yeah. cat. <laughs> he looks like he's having so much fun, though, yeah. doesn't he? Uh, who would you be, Lady One, <laughs> if there was a midnight showing? I think I gotta go with the Bumble Arena, the Taylor Swift oh, one. Okay, she's got the catnip. I I want the catnip. All right. Yeah. No, oh, she gets yeah. the swing yeah. in that swing. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably dress like Mr. Mistopheles, but I'd probably end up looking more like Bust for Jones. <laughs> and like all night I'd have to be going like, no, I'm not Bust for Jones. I'm Mr. Mistopheles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Lady Juan, do you have a second fix for cats? I do. 
McCavity is too darn magical. Mm-hmm. He's not the magical mystery cat. No, he's known as the Napoleon of crime. Yeah. <laughs> the first time he says meow and makes someone disappear into dust. What is happening? I know that he's supposed to be kidnapping them and, and like he's a bad guy. Like it's very clear to us that he's the bad guy because he's wearing a hat and his face is on wanted posters like the movie wants us to know. But to have him use magic to make cats disappear from where they are and reappear on a barge totally ruins the uniqueness of Mr. Mistopheles using magic to bring old Deuteronomy back from the barge. Yeah, there's a lot of magic cats in this. Mm. Yeah. That that makes that takes away from Mr. Mistopheles' uniqueness, which is what his whole song is about, yeah. is that there is never a cat like That's him. clever. And also, McCavity being as able to escape the scene of all of his crimes, I don't know, it's not really that impressive if he just goes, McCavity, and like, McCavity. stuff happens. Like, it's cheating. I don't like that he's magic. He should be cunning and smart and have like little henchman cats working with him. Like, I want him to be more of like a mob boss cat and less of like, a David Blaine cat. <laughs> <laughs> David Blaine cat. <laughs> Watch me levitate. McCavity. <laughs> My biggest problem with McCavity might have been the fact that when he took his coat off, he basically just looked like naked Idris Elba with ears. <laughs> just like a, a, a light layer of fur. Like, do they have to make his cat the same color as Idris Elba? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else uncomfortable by this? <laughs> He's a good-looking cat. You wanted it to be weirder? I wanted it to be weirder. <laughs> David. <laughs> David David wants it to be weirder. I want it to be hornier. Wait, like mm. we know what we want. <laughs> yeah. We have needs here. Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> JC. Yes. What's your last fix for cats? I got one. It's quick. Lies. <laughs> Lies. Okay, so so I'm going to go to the end of the movie, and there was the choice of Grizabella to go to the heavy side layer in both the play and the movie. In the play, it seems like she's only chosen because she sings that song and because she... There's no real reason for it. Like, she doesn't seem any better than any other cats. She's just sadder. She's just a bit sadder. She mm-hmm. used to be a glamour cat, and they choose her, and... and <laughs> Meanwhile, we've we've been watching a movie about all these other cats, and Mr. Mistopheles is the one that saves old Deuteronomy. Like, I figured that punch his ticket, but no. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We're going to choose, we're gonna choose uh, the old glamour cat that nobody likes. The movie tried to do more with her by telling her that she fell out of favor by getting in with McCavity, but I need there to be more of a choice for why she is the one chosen to go to the heavyside layer. And I think that... We're going to give Grizabella a redemption arc. So they said she used to work with McCavity. So have her have a hand in returning the stolen cats. She turns on McCavity and she informs our hero cats where McCavity takes these cats when they get kidnapped. She knows where they're kept. They're kept on that ship. We have our intrepid cats get led by Grizabella to the boat, and that's where Mistopheles, you know, uh, maybe he has to touch them to zap them back or something, but Grizabella is the one that shows everyone where this ship is. So her role in returning back to the Jellicle cats and getting into the good favor of everyone is how she earns her trip to the Heaviside Lair. And that's my fix for the ending of Cats. I told you it was going to be short. That's probably the shortest fix you've ever had on this show. Maybe. Does that mean I'm getting better or I'm getting worse, lazier? Uh, better. Yeah. It's a good fix, yeah. though. Yeah. Did Jennifer Hudson think that she had an Oscar shot with this? Like, did she think that this was her Anne Hathaway Les Mis? No. I have to assume yes. <laughs> oh, Why else would any of these people be in this movie if they did not think it was right, going to be Oscar bait? That's the one thing. Yeah, I feel like they're all doing it because they thought it was going to be, yeah. you know, the biggest thing in the world. That's also my guess. Oh. I mean, which is kind of sad a little bit. <laughs> should we blame this movie on Greatest Showman? Greatest Showman comes out. Smash success. Oh my goodness, musicals are not dead. Musicals are alive and well. Look at Greatest Showman. You know that thing we've been sitting on for years? Cats, do it now! 
honestly, I'm on board with blaming like literally anything we can on Greatest Showman. If we can somehow figure out the coronavirus is because of Greatest Showman, like that's fine. I hate that movie you so much. You love the songs. I love the soundtrack. It's great. Hate the movie. The movie is full of lies. Whoa. Nonsensical lies, including Hugh Jackman supposed to be playing a man who's just graduated from high school. <laughs> but on this show, didn't we agree that P.T. Barnum would have been happy with it? Yeah, because it was a bunch of lies and nonsense, right. and it made him look like a great person. Exactly. So without further ado, I think we should consider this movie Screen Fix. Screen Guest David Rosen from Piecing It Together and right now featuring Missing Pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a final thought for Cats? I guess I just, I hope if if people do go and check this movie out that haven't yet, you know, and actually go and watch this thing, just know that it's as ridiculous as people, you know, say it is and that that's kind of okay. At least as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, just have fun with how ridiculous the movie it is. Because there there will be rats with baby faces. There will be rats with baby faces. You've been warned. There will be... There you've been Embrace warned of that. It. You've been warned of the, the the strange choices that are made at every turn for the designs and the it's just everything about it. It's so weird. And if you're into that kind of thing, you really shouldn't skip it. Yeah. Embrace it. Wear a cat suit, paint some whiskers on, get in front of the TV, watch this movie, lick the person next to you, embrace it. Yeah. Hopefully you know the person there next you to go. you. Lady Wan, do you have a final thought for cats? I got to say, for sure, I agree with David. Watch this monstrosity. If you're listening to this while quarantine continues, watch this virtually with friends and play the unofficial drinking game that Vulture put out. Just just go in full force. Drink whenever a cat makes you feel horny. Drink whenever you can spot a <laughs> pair of toes. Drink anytime the CGI fur disturbs you. <laughs> Drink whenever Jason Derulo forgets his British accent. Uh, Yeah. So play along. That's good. And and watch the movie. Okay. Awesome. You got a final thought, JC? I do. So when I was watching this movie, I kept on thinking that the cats that have like fluffy fur, like more thick and more defined fur and a little bit of clothing on, look good. They look perfectly fine. It's all the ones that were short-haired, skin-tight fur, basically humanoid nightmare aliens in leotards that made the whole movie look really bizarre. I feel like if they just had given these cats more fur, it would have looked better. I I, I also think that if they would have given them cat noses, because I was actually looking at the play, the 1998, and... Mm None of the cast members have like a human nose. They they paint they paint the underside of their noses black so that they look like a yeah. cat nose. And that yeah. tiny change makes them look less like a nightmare. Like so <laughs> I think that like giving them a little bit of a cat nose and a little bit more fur and we're not talking about how disturbing this movie is. The one cat who seems vaguely in charge, the the gray one, his face just looks like a person's face, except for he doesn't have ears. It looks like a person's face photoshopped on a cat. The size of his face just yes. goes away. It's so like weird. It's, it's very creepy. Yeah. Not his fault, of you course. Just give him he can't like help a creepy cat more, face. Give him like a little more scruffy fur and a cat a and, and, a, and a cat nose, and it's fixed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lady One, why don't you send us home? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at screenfixpod. And you can find the show on Facebook. Just search for Screenfix Podcasts. You can listen to the show anywhere you can find podcasts. That's Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. All right. Uh, we also have a Patreon account. You can donate to the show. Going to be updating those tiers. <laughs> uh, so maybe we can get some, uh, uh, some cash money. You know, uh, as uh, as Master P said, cash money is an army. So <laughs> I don't think that's uh. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's leave everybody with your best McCavity kidnapping a cat sound. I want you to set the stage for us. Uh, why don't you go first, Lady One? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. You're just going to have to picture the cat okay. dust that happens when I do this. McCavity! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not bad. Just like Idris Elba. Okay. Yeah. We could be twins. David Rosen from Piecing It Together Pod, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere that you find podcasts. Why don't you give us- And follow him on and Twitter. And follow him on Twitter, please, at PiecingPod. Uh, why don't you give us your best kidnapping a cat? Go ahead. I'm going to go uh, from memory here. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, guys. But, uh... <laughs> McGravity. Oh, McGravity <laughs> one. Okay, that's good. Excellent. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and I will go ahead and go. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. McGravity. <laughs> I don't think that's how that went. I don't think that's how that went. I, I don't know why he becomes a Pokemon. I don't... Yeah, like, he does. Like, he says his, says his name. name. Because like, he says, it's such a weird. He choice. says meow the first few times, and then randomly yeah. he just goes McCavity, and, and, and not <laughs> even any, any like like Idris Elba tough way. He's just like McCavity. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's All wild. right, so yeah. that is it. We want to thank you, David Rosen, from piecing it together. Uh, why don't you tell uh, everyone again about piecing pod? Go ahead. Sure. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for having me, by the way. And uh, you can check out Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. We take a look at a movie through the lens of what other movies inspired it. And uh, follow us on social media at Piecing Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And yes. uh, we'd love to have you listen. Thank you so much, Screen Fix All-Star. David Rosen. All right, so tune in uh, next time. I'm not sure what we're doing. These are weird times. We all have to stay in our apartments and stuff. Coronavirus! And like uh, wash our hands for a certain amount of seconds and uh, wear face masks to go buy deli meat. So yeah, but... I wear masks to go buy Ruffles and Haagen-Dazs today. <laughs> nice. That's the world we're living in now, everybody. <laughs> to get so essentials. Look, give us a break. We'll figure out what we're doing next. Don't worry. You'll get more screen fix. In the meantime, check out Peace and Pot. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. horniness uh, after the hashtag meow too movement <sighs> got it <laughs> I like your response got it okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it so I specifically wrote the joke down <laughs> I know if only it was the first time I'd heard you say meow too if only unfortunately it's just not and honestly I don't think it's the last time I'm gonna hear you say it either probably not <laughs> Uh-uh.